state not assigning it to anyone when it was me i was literally snotting well, out of every orifice i mean it was you for that episode but it's not always just you like it definitely we share we share in the phlegm <laughs> regret well that's disgusting and i'm glad you said it someone had to it was a very sniffly day that's for sure yeah but but that's neither here nor there that's that's old news that's in the past we're talking yes. about the phlegm of today. <laughs> and the breaking phlegm of today is that you should not attempt to adjust your podcast dial. <laughs> we control the horizontal, the vertical, and the backwards cowgirl. Come with us on a magnificent journey of gender and sexuality as we plumb the depths of pop culture and television, starting right here and now with the Gilmore Girls. I'm, Zo- I'm Gabby. Sorry, and I'm Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to boob tube the gilmore years <laughs> sorry couldn't wait i mean it's wait. only it's only accurate if both of us include i'm sorry in our names because that practically <laughs> is my middle name yeah. gabrielle i'm sorry reeve i was just saying to uh kayla and emma this morning that i really want maybe not my next tattoo but someday i want tattooed on my person um no worries if not <laughs> that's just like <laughs> that's a tramp stamp <sighs> that Oh my god, that's literally what Kayla said. And I was like, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> that's a pretty good trip, too. Uh, oh my gosh. But hello, listeners. Welcome back to Boob Tube. Today we're going to be talking about season one, episode 15 of the Gilmore Girls, Christopher Returns. But before we do that, let's do we want to run through a quick coffee clatch? Yes, because it's been a day. Mm. I'm not sniffling, but we did, the day all started when everyone from my office had to leave and go somewhere else to work because there was fumes of some kind from the heating system and no heat, but also mostly the fumes, you know, which maybe has cleared my sinuses right out, which is great, but that encapsulated this week and the day began with that great migration uh, slash gentle poisoning and then culminated... (laughs) I was just telling Zoe I was getting car stuff done, which took for a bit ever. Anyway, I, but I walked over to the grocery store while they were working on it, and I was on the phone with exterminators for our home talking about, like, excrement and wall sounds while oh. holding a ball of mozzarella in one hand and an avocado in the other. And I ran into someone who works at the school that I go into. And I was, like, I was trying to do, like, the phone symbol with my avocado while being like, yes, we hear them scurrying in the night. It's scurrying in the night. Yes. Yes. And like, that was just the perfect end and beginning and end that really wrapped up the banana of this day. Did someone order an intense and swift humbling? 
because that's because I think you might have been sending it to. I think you might have signed me up for the Amazon like delivery, like yeah, uh, recurring yeah, order, yeah. and I only wanted the one time on that. That's 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 my mistake. I think I, I hit reoccurring on that. When I <laughs> and I think it's also been a razzle dazzle day at the high Chelsea abode. Tell me, tell me everything. I mean, same. The state of my week has just been work all day, every day. Um, just a lot of it. And some of it annoying, but just just a solid blocks. And we're doing really good with the puppy. But, you know, she's... I mean, she's not a puppy. She's three years old. But we've been really doing really good with the dog. We're all puppies. All right. <laughs> at advanced ages over here. I mean, there, yeah. In addition to that, there there is something about like you know she's kind of she's like a puppy in our lives so there is like a connection there of like acting younger because this is a new place whatever anyway we've been doing really Mm. good but we are definitely experiencing some some regression we've been not liking our crate very much the past few nights but that could be my fault because i kept us up until one in the morning the other night watching murder drop docs watching crime (laughs) I did see that. I'm very, I'm very excited to check out some of your piping hot racks. Oh my god! I need the other parts to love has one to come out now. So good. <laughs> but anyway, other than that, uh, it's been everything's been fine. Just chaotic and not ten minutes before we were supposed to meet uh, on the Zoom, we had a we had a minor PP problem in the house, and you know everything's fine, but just slightly stressful. You know, life. I, I want the people to know it was a near miss, just so for Ducky's reputation. It was, it was I not mean, a f- completed pee, it, it was, sounds oh, like. it was not a completed pee. Like, there were, yes. there was a few drops, but I caught her in the act, and we managed to, you know, rectify the situation. <laughs> Take it to the streets, yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I'm really proud. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's the nice thing is we've made it to the weekend, mm rest relaxation <laughs> i have to leave my house tomorrow at 8 a.m and not get back till 7 p.m at the earliest because i'm taking Girl. a van full of youths to boston to go to the aquarium wow okay not <laughs> not a bad activity i must say no not a bad gig it's just gonna be a long day a very long day yeah <laughs> Yeah, but luckily, listener Molly will be there. And unless we're listening to this in the future and I killed us all in the van with my driving, (laughs) we had a great time. (laughs) Killed us all in the van with my driving. (laughs) Well, anywho, I hope that you guys all make it. That sucks. All day work sucks. How? I mean, the aquarium does rule. Yes. Yes. Probably the only bad part of it, not to forecast (laughs) the bad part of your own day. (laughs) Please. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just like putting myself in your shoes. Sure. Uh, the worst part will just be when you're like done with the aquarium and now you have to drive all the way home. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're done with the aquarium and we go to Quincy Market and oh. just go unleash that chaos. Incredible. Oh, that's such a rite <laughs> of passage, though. That That's fun. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm just thinking we're probably not going to record again before the day of the turkeying, and I'm wondering <laughs> if you so have true. any cute plans or favorite dishes you want to speak into the void. Ooh, this is fun. Um, yeah, this <laughs> this year uh, we're actually going to go. My family usually does. We usually split Thanksgiving. Like I go to mine and Chelsea goes to hers, and it's fine because who cares? <laughs> it's just Thanksgiving. But this year, uh, my family's not really doing Thanksgiving on the actual day. So we're hmm. going to go to Chelsea's and then that weekend there's a hide thing going on in 
hang them, I think. That's fun. It is fun. And it's good because, not to bring up the dog again, but it's good because <laughs> we can bring the dog to both of these locations. And we, Okay. Okay. We, good. We, we haven't started leaving her alone in the house yet because she doesn't like it. So we'll figure it out. But, excuse me. Oh, my God. I'm burping all over the place. <laughs> you should get one of those. <laughs> cameras that you can watch your pet with that dispenses treats and then put it inside like a sex blow up doll and put your clothes on it so it smells like you and then she won't problem be solved. at all concerned literally problem <laughs> solved <laughs> uh, the fumes um, it sounds like we don't have any social media update but people have been sending us some piping hot memes which I appreciate yes thank you I always appreciate when when people forward like stuff they see mm-hmm. relating to the shows we're watching especially the Gilmore Girls stuff because I you know as a, as a family we've moved on from Dawson's Creek and of course I also appreciate the Dawson's Creek stuff that people send yes yes but I, when they send me Gilmore Girls stuff, it's like they're, it's like we're all in this, we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Well, especially because like, you know, I love me some Dawson's Creek, but Gilmore Girls, I would say, is at a peak moment right now and producing yeah. a lot of meme material. Whereas Dawson's Creek, I think, remained a little more niche just in terms of like, yeah, the piping hot moment of now. I wonder also too if the like age. Yeah. Era yeah. is different, you know, like a slightly, I think Gilmore Girls could be probably, it's probably more our, like we love Dawson's Creek and many people our age do love Dawson's Creek, but it wasn't like our, it wasn't around for like yes. our prime. I think, yes, I think we skew slightly young for the Dawson's Creek crowd. And then I think we skew slightly old for the Gilmore Girls crowd. Exactly. So there's like a hotter, fresher, more energized <laughs> army online for Gilmore Girls. Totally. Who better understand the world of Instagram slash social The world wide web. (laughs) Yes. And how one surfs it. Like I said, today we're going to talk about season one, episode 14, Christopher Returns. Gabbo, what can you tell me about this episode? Well, it really feels like an honest to God two-parter because it's directed and written by the same exact team. It's mm. the same director and it's another Amy Sherman Palladino, Mr. Palladino well, mashup here. That kind of help ex- help, helps explain this weak sauce uh, title. I mean, I know that not all the title sure. titles are bangers, but come on. <laughs> like that damn Donna Raid, as much as we complained, the episode didn't have a message. That title That's has something. a message, whereas Christopher Returns is like is this about Christopher Robin and it's like a dark reboot of Winnie the Pooh where he comes back and he's like, I'm back. (laughs) It's, it's the Winnie the Pooh meets Terminator. (laughs) Sure. Yes. Come with me if you want, honey. (laughs) Good one. You you know, and just to put it out there, this episode is about Christopher, AKA Rory's dad visiting stars hollow to see Lorelai and Rory. They go to dinner at Rory's grandparents' house. And things do happen. Things unfold. But there is there is a lot of carryover from last episode. Like, the painting looks diner yes. is carried over. Obviously, we first saw Christopher at the end of the last episode. And we get some references even to, like, how he arrived yes. in that moment. Right. In fact, this episode is going to open with Rory, like, cr- like, putting blankets on the couch. Like, that last episode ended with Rory being like, oh, you know, he can stay with us. Dad's coming. Or dad's here. He can, st- can he stay well, with us? Well, dad was like, can I stay with Right. Him? Dad was like, can we, can I stay with you? And Rory was like, mother, please. Yes. And she was like, I guess I've been browbeaten into this exactly but but in things that continued and then that was the end of last episode and the beginning of this one is rory like getting the bed set up for christopher 
Yes. And she's basically, we can go more into like what happens in the scene, but she's mm-hmm. tra- basically trying to weigh him down so he can't escape with <laughs> yes. blankets. And Michael, who's a big fan of the weighted blanket, sort of like traipsed through the room at that point and was like, <laughs> weigh him down blankets. They would work on me. So that was his contribution to this episode. I mean, I love to get the mic report on whatever we're watching as he sidles it's through very a room. I, I mean, it's always worth it. We're in the house of Lorelai's. As, as Zoe said, Rory is making a little nest for her father on the couch. <laughs> but Lorelai reminds her that he is a will of the wisp, no matter how many blankets she puts down <laughs> for him. And Christopher is talking to them about how he finally like struck it big in business and he wants to be more involved in Rory's life. And Rory invites him to come watch Dean play softball the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the scope of this. Yeah. There was a few things that I noted in this first um, scene First of all, when somebody says, I'm on the verge of a big success, I think you can pretty much categorically say that they are lying. I don't know. Like, nobody says it that way. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. That we're in scam queen t- territory. Exactly. And other such um, uh, red flag things that uh, Christopher says is, yes, it's for real this time, lore. That lets us know that. <laughs> This is not Christopher's first big business venture that he's in, uh, embarked upon. Yes, yes. Also, he complains that their shower pressure is bad and claims he's going to fix it by the end of this episode. And of all his transgressions, this is what I held on to of like, <laughs> no, you're fucking not. I saw no evidence that you did that by the end. And like, that would have actually been a service to humanity. Right. Like, and just don't say anything. Just keep your mouth shut. Like, everyone knows you're not going to do it. So just. Yes. Yes, don't make promises you can't keep in all things, but in this specifically, as someone who cares about a shower. Right, exactly. I do appreciate that throughout this, unless I'm misremembering, I don't think there's any point where Lorelai is, like, hoodwinked by him and then has her, like, um, illusions dashed once more. Like, her illusions have been permanently dashed. (laughs) And I I just, I like his nuance. Like, she still has this, like, affection and fun and, like, positive feelings towards him and absolutely no illusions about him. Yeah, no, I think that Lorelai was doing some really good parenting in this episode up until, like, the very ending. And and Mm -hmm. it's not a huge deal. It's just, like, the way that she and Christopher say goodbye to each other was... (laughs) There's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Um, So, but besides that, I have a lot of notes about how what great parenting Lorelai is doing here because yeah, she's not hoodwinked by him, but she also doesn't ask that Rory not be hoodwinked by him. Like she is just supportive of her. She's like when she feels that Rory is veering too far into this, like very daddy worship, daddy worship, very hopeful territory. She like, Yes. Lovingly steers her back. She's like, you know, maybe just enjoy the time you have with him now and don't make too many plans because you know, Oh, yeah. One more thing that uh, Christopher says or Christopher says in the scene that made me roll my eyes back into the back of my head was when he's like, Rory's got a boyfriend. I need a beer. Uh, (laughs) What? Wait, you have to say the rest of them so funny. The things you said with your fingers. What did I do? On your note, there's like more to that bit. I I liked it. He says, Rory's got a boyfriend. I need a beer. Phew. Five rules for dating my daughter. Am I right? Number one, get my gun. End of list. (laughs) 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 That's what it made me. That's what it made me. uh, So good. Feel like. Sound like. Even though that's not his character other than that, I was like, come on. You can do better than that. Yes. that, That was very cheesy. And I also, I was like, 
like came up short on his line of like how he wants some more time with Rory so he can Ugh. be a pal she right? can depend on. Yes. No one questions this. <laughs> I know one. Well, it's funny too because later on in the episode, it's clear that like they're using pal to mean you know, how he's casually involved with his daughter. It's like, it's yes. referenced as a bad thing. And here he specifically is like, I just want to be her pal. <laughs> and that to him is like, I'm going to do the most. Yeah. Like, okay. That is the least actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, I get the impression he's never paid child support. Maybe I'm wrong, but he's never been to stars. Hall. Like, Again, I think there is some realistic nuance here, but when you take a step back, it's like, damn, they're going to let him stay in their house. And he is like such a, I don't know if deadbeat is like rude in a way I don't understand, but like yeah. he's just such an asshole in that specific way. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot when you really wrap your your brains around it. Also, where were they meeting up if he's never been to Stars Hollow and and Rory has like barely met her grandparents? Was uh, she going out to Berkeley? Do you think? Well, because when they when Christopher and Lorelai were together, they would have been in Emily and Richard's house, which is not in Stars Hollow. It's in Hartford. So was he staying with her parents? Because he lives in California. They must have lived in Hartford at the time, I guess. I guess. I feel like they they lived in Stars Hollow since, like, Rory was a kid. Yeah, true. I mean, the whole family, I mean, even when they meet the grand... I thought it was crazy that when they meet the other side of the grandparents, Lorelai makes a joke about the mom Francine is like I think the last time we saw Rory she wasn't speaking yet so that was like 15 years ago like oh my god right really long time yes yeah I mean and Christopher's seen her since but like how recently if you've never been to Stars Hollow yeah maybe she did go out to Berkeley I guess that would make sense but man yeah brutal he sucks but let's let's go to a much more lesbian friendly <laughs> Thank uh, you. Enviro if we can. Much more comfortable here. We're going to go to so the end of that scene is Rory coming into the room with Lorelai and Christopher and her being like, "Hey, you should Hey dad, you should come to Dean's softball or baseball." <laughs> I don't even know. No, it's softball. <laughs> it's softball? Trust me, okay. I made very careful note that it's softball. Nail yes. nail painting emoji. <laughs> And he agrees. So the next scene is them at this softball game. Rory's pointing out Dean and Luke to Christopher. And it, the scene sort of devolves with Luke and Kirk. Um, uh, what's the word? Not fighting, but like bickering, essentially. Well, then Luke's going to like chase Kirk to beat him. I know. I know. And there is some light homophobia in the end, which is which is the last straw for Luke, which I appreciate. Um, sure. Because Kirk says Christopher says how long do these games last Rory says till they get tired and then they say the first team to get a run wins and Kirk says yeah it's real professional down there hey Luke does your husband play softball too (laughs) and I harsh man way harsh and it's so funny to me like I it's hard to um get my panties in a twist about this kind of like light homophobia even in this like hyper hetero setting i can't take it seriously because mm-hmm. it's so funny to me <laughs> <laughs> it's also weird that they're playing the most lesbian identified sport and the only homophobic jab is like <laughs> luke does your loving committed partner know that you're here i know does your husband play softball too god i mean you're at the game <laughs> so true i mean the dean and luke 
playing softball. I mean, it also didn't seem like the Luke that we know before or after, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But it was giving me vibes of how in Buffy, there's that part where Riley is helping put up that like oh, yeah. banner for like lesbian, the lesbian awareness network yeah. or whatever. And he's like, oh yes, I am a lesbian. And then you'll get those memes that are like the canon lesbians of Buffy. And it's like Willow, <laughs> Tara, Kennedy, and him. Like, I want to do that with Dean and Luke. That was his best character moment. Truly. And this was probably Dean's best moment was just being a mediocre softball player. You know, there's there's more than a few comparisons, at least physically, that I think could be made between Dean and Riley from Buffy, for sure. There's like a hair. Who would you rather do? I know. I see it for sure. And they're like a hulking, muscly, tall person. The tallness. Yeah. With like a. Well, Riley's face is kind of round. I don't know. But yeah, they I see it. Yes, I think I would also rather do Riley, though, and I don't know if it's just because he is not a high school student, right. so maybe that helps, but I think he also has a little bit more, like, chunk, yeah. which yeah. is a little beefier. Yeah, totally. I also can't, I mean, I like uh, the kid that plays Dean, but I think he went on to be in Supernatural, and you know how I feel. You know better than me, Supernatural head. <laughs> you know how I feel about Supernatural. All too well. At some point when we do whatever bonus content we do where we like watch or like look at fanfic or something, we also need to like I found and like saved it to our BoobTube Instagram. There's like an unaired pilot footage with, I guess, original Dean actor who is such a different energy and um, to my mind, sexually disgusting. But I would love to hear further takes. I can't wait. I've never even heard of this. I'm so excited. All right, are we ready to go to the in-out in kitchen? <laughs> I think so. I mean, yeah, just that D- Dean and Christopher meet, and there's, it's really yeah. an on-event. Dean's just like, yeah, let me shake your hand, sir. And he's like, that's a Dean. Dean's a Dean, and he's a Dean, and you have a Dean, Dean, Dean. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so at the in-and-out kitchen, in with two N's. Lorelai walks in and Michelle and Suki are like actually getting along and having like a delightful laugh fest. I think it's one of those human things just hearing other people laugh. I was like, I'm having fun. Yeah. (laughs) But like by pointing it out, she makes them turn on each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Suki asks about the Christopher of it all. And Lorelai says she should be mad at him. But basically he's her first love and she feels like really connected to him. And she also knows he's like a flake, which is kind of uh, that fits with the rest of her Mm -hmm. behavior throughout the episode. Totally. At one point... Lorelai says to Suki, honestly, I've been trying to figure out how this makes me feel since he asked me to take my shirt off the other day. And Suki is like, excuse me? And Lorelai responds that it was more of like a hello greeting type thing. And Suki says, wow, he's smooth. And I just wanted to say like, <laughs> yes, is he? <laughs> like, I don't think you, like you can't be smooth in a vacuum. Do you know what I mean? Like he, somebody yes. else needs to tell you you're smooth. He's just horny and vocal. Right. <laughs> And someone who was there. Also, it didn't work. Yeah. Right, exactly. I feel like also, Lorelai, you didn't, you didn't give the context. It wasn't like he was like, we finally got home. Right. I had that roaring fire and right. like my beautiful lighting. And he was like, take your top off. He was like, hey, take your top off. <laughs> exactly. Lorelai, it's me. I was just kidding. It's me. Ha, ha, ha. Like, that exactly. is the opposite of smooth. Precisely. I know. Like, you can't just say shit and be like, and, and be smooth. Like, it has to have an effect. Otherwise, you're just saying well, yeah. shit. 
as a someone who maybe is also too much of a of a pump up friend, I think Suki is being too much of a pump up friend to be like, mm. oh my god, he's so smooth. You guys oh. should get to- oh my god, wow, you should get together. I mean, usually I'm like dump him, kill him, right, but like right, right. you know, you're, you want to keep the excitement going, so, so you're like true. trying to be, build into it. That's so true. You're 100 percent right about that. I had a few notes about the look Lorelai is in. I'm not sure about this headband with the high turtleneck. It's just a lot of face. And I'm not saying it's a bad face. I just don't know is the problem. I just don't know. Yes. I feel like this is the look I kept flashing back to when Christopher's horrible parents were saying she had a blue collar job. And I was like, if you could have seen her like turtleneck to the gods, like giant headband, like she is a late 90s vision of success yes absolutely yeah and the rest of my notes are more what i just said about like uh lorelei doing some good divorced parent parenting here and i love that she's completely and genuinely open to christopher having a relationship with rory it's christopher that won't show up for either of them and lorelei is aware of that and she's rightly cautious uh and with a kid like rory who is so desperate to be a priority for for her dad, I feel like it would be so easy to like talk harshly about Christopher in front of her to try and affect her like rose colored vision of her dad. Not in it, not like to right. specifically cut him down, but to just be like, Oh Rory, like, you know about your dad. <gasps> like that's what right. Emily Also, I'm done. raising you alone. <laughs> right. So. But it, it's just, and exactly like that would have, there's so many situations where I feel that would have, she would have felt that would give her carte blanche to say whatever she wanted about Christopher, even in front of Rory, because he's clearly such a deadbeat. And I love that she doesn't do that. Yes. Yes. She is very like, I like what you said earlier. She's very hands off and respectfully and minimally trying to manage Rory's expectations. And I think it helps also that she just doesn't have overwhelmingly negative feelings towards him because they are these like childhood friends where they have this like bond. But she's also doing a good job of not being like, I'm also excited he's here. Like, let's trap him with blankets. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, she's not. He doesn't pull the wool over her eyes for sure. Mm -hmm. And she takes the complicated good feelings to Suki, not Rory. Yes. There's so many good moves that she does here to like save, not save, to like keep Rory from being enmeshed in her own emotions, which is not something that they always do great on. So we kind of have to call it out when it's good. And, and she's, yeah, she's such a good mom in this episode. And it was made at me so much more enraged later in the like dinner scene with all the parents. Oof. That was really rough. Are we ready to move to the streets of stars hollow? I'm ready. Rory is showing Christopher around stars hollow. Uh, there's some riffing about Al's pancake world. What do they sell there? It's not pancakes. Surprise. <laughs> they run into Miss Patty and Rory introduces her to Christopher. She sluts it up a little bit, you know, bat is, bats her yep. eyelashes at him. And then there's an incredible music sting as she, because they walk away from her and she slowly removes a flip phone from her like Miss Patty robe. Voluminous robe, exactly, yeah. And starts like dialing. We don't know who she's dialing. We re- we quickly find out it's like the Star's Hollow gossip mill because suddenly. I was, it's, it's literally the phone tree from Practical Magic. Yeah. That's what she called. That's yeah. what she activated. Exactly. She activated the 101 Dalmatians barking chain. <laughs> Yes. And the next per, the next shot is uh, Rory and Christopher are 
uh, meet Taylor. Um, Taylor walks up to them and he already knows like all the scuttlebutt, who Christopher is, what yes. their relationship is, what his deal is. I just love that like in your, now I'm going to buy into your conspiracy theory slash that article that we said that said that they kind of confirmed it, that Taylor is gay. Cause I love that we get an echoing of like Miss, Miss Patty's like flamboyant robe flip yeah. phone removal with him just from somewhere revealing a giant yes. white cordless phone to like activate another quadrant of yes. the phone chain with like updates. <laughs> activate is the perfect word. Yes. He needs to Manchurian <laughs> candidate the rest of stars. Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of what happens. Cause they do turn into like, like last episode where we yep. had the painting mob. This is like another, a new mob activated. It's fantastic. I love it so much. I love how it continues to unfold too. Like they could have stopped right here with Taylor, but they go yes. an extra, an extra scene with this gag and it was so worth it. I'm I'm glad that we're talking about Taylor. We sort of touched on this in the last episode, but I wanted to reiterate it to be clear. The fact that I like pointing out stuff Taylor does that's gay is I, again, I'm not insinuating that every man that does that is like Taylor Dosey has to be gay in real life. Mm-hmm. That is not what I'm saying. It's just that in this show, this show is such a a a, a hetero heterosexual nightmare yes it's like a very yeah. enclosed hetero experience so because of that you know there, it's i'm gonna point out things that are obviously gay in these like straight air quotes straight characters yes, yes. which is very like time period appropriate because you were doing what we kind of still had to do at that point which is like yeah. search these characters for like who am i getting the slightest hints that then i can like play grad student and like gather my quotes to like prove my hypothesis about because that's the way I can get like the same kind of joy out of this as exactly the the breeders do (laughs) exactly damn breeders exactly shut up Michael I know I I know we're trying not to make this last forever we never succeed but (laughs) let's take on let's take on heterosexuality (laughs) well I burn it down I wanted to mention that recently I watched uh, season two of Good Omens, which is a show on Amazon Prime. Season one oh. is awesome. But season two ends with like the most intense gay pandering I've ever seen in my life. And it was just like clearly written by straight people. It's like, you don't have to do all that. We'll, we'll make them gay. It's fine. <laughs> like you just I feel like the successful to. version of that is Our Flag Means Death, which I haven't watched mm. the second season of yet, but... I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched any of it, but I have heard of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, tangent, but just wanted to well, mention yeah, Taylor that. called you on his giant white cordless phone and told <laughs> you about our flag means death. Like everyone, everyone who knows, knows and I was about like, our flag means death. You got it, girl. I'll definitely add that into next week's episode. Love you, Tay-Tay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. bidding a fond farewell to Tay-Tay. <laughs> We go into the bookstore. I think this is our first time seeing the local bookstore, which feels important yes. given that Rory is one of our main characters. Rory and Chris walk in. For some reason, Jackson is there and he's talking to the bookshop guy. And they're basically talking about Christopher already and like who he looks more like, Brad Pitt. They also mention um, ER guy. Oh, George Clooney? Clooney. George Clooney or Billy Crudup. Chris calls the town pe- townspeople lunatics <laughs> and offers to buy Rory any book her heart could desire. And she chooses the... Some fancy name, compact English dictionary thing. It's like a massive tome, and he tries to buy it for her, but his card is declined. And I guess, Zoe guesses he only has one. <laughs> they leave, and Christopher asks Rory to not tell her mom about this. Red flag. Yep. Outside, they run into Jackson, giving the full rundown to a cluster of town folks. And as, as Zoe very rightly pointed out, it ends with him saying, you can tell he has money because he has that money nose. And... 
Mm. It's not funny, but I I like legitimately had that same question of like, is that an anti-Semitic remark? Like it really, I'm not sure what else it would mean. Is it like a Roman nose? I I don't know what else it could mean. Yeah, true. I mean, if it's not anti-Semitic, I mean, okay, let me first say, if it's anti-Semitic, it is definitely casually anti-Semitic. I don't think he's like, I don't think this character is revealing that he's anti-Semitic. I think if it is it's by accident like but also how could that be and also like who accidentally makes a money and noses joke without somebody being like right i don't know i I guess if christopher in to my perception and you can't always tell by looking at people obviously but like if i was reading him as like oh he looks jewish then i'd be more like jackson Uh uh-oh yikes yes and in this case it's more just like i just had that same pause of like are you right. being weird right now? Because those are like weird words to string together if you're not trying to be an asshole. Right. Well, and I'm just not sure, like, is it a is it a joke? Like, is the point that it's supposed to seem so, I can't think of the word, but like silly? Like, it, you could say it about anything. Like, oh, he's got those money ears. You know what I mean? Like, is that what sure. they're trying to say? And And that's my point. Like, if that is what they were aiming for, how did you manage to arrive there without somebody being right. like, hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, you would hope there'd be someone in the room who at least was like Jewish adjacent who could be like, maybe let's just like throw a different body part right? in there just for shits and gigs. There's some nose stuff in the anti-Semitism. Yeah. And it's also, he like does it in this weird way where like that part at the end, he's like, I'm being naughty, naughty. To right. It's like, you know, like the PC police can't stop me, which <laughs> right. I'm now I'm just like projecting. But there is like a little like yeah, <laughs> no, moment when he says it. It's definitely like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge moment. Uh, and I don't know. Like, yeah, again, it could just be humorous. Not necessarily him being like, you know, he looks real Jewy, but... <laughs> Right. I had I had question marks that I think were based on them not thinking it through rather than them yes. making a choice. Correct. And then the funny payoff is that he realizes Christopher is behind him and speed walks away like he is pooping his pants. Like <laughs> yes. he does the funniest speed walk out of there I've ever seen. <laughs> Favorite Jackson moment to date. Yes, he is made very uncomfortable by the townspeople. And, and when he called them lunatics, that gave me pause because I don't know. It's just like. You've never been to your daughter's hometown, and now you're going to call yes. the townspeople lunatics? I don't know. Not great. Even though they are lunatics. Like, right. they are. But Right. But, I mean, as Patty points out, they've been parents way more than he has. She doesn't say that part, but, like, they've been more oh, yeah. helping raise her than he has. And, I, yeah, I do think there is something to say for the fact that he's, like, Again, I don't think this is the point, and I don't think he's doing it on purpose, but, yeah. like, distancing her from, like, yeah. these other people that support you. Like, they seem like fucking freaks, mm-hmm. but I'm cool because I kind of know you like to read, and my I'm going to ask you to lie right. to your mother about my credit card being declined. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> like, yeah, you have to accept that these people are a bigger part of her life than you are, and thus you should probably be nicer about them because <laughs> they're, ta- they're raising your kid. <laughs> Right. And you're not. You're doing very big business. It's real this time, Lore, I swear. (laughs) Um, Oh, my note for this scene, and not not to be an ex-bookseller, but uh, he definitely didn't even look at how much that book would have cost. Because even in 2001, that book would have been at least, almost at least $200, if not $150. And especially in a small store like that, please. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That is necessary. Thank you. Any final thoughts on that scene? 
no, thank you. Except put a pin in it because I don't want this episode to be a million years long. But I, when I looked up the actor who plays the bookseller, I think he might be related to someone famous. Let's oh. revisit this next episode. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Luke and Lorelai <clears throat> are going back and forth as he refills her coffee. This is a bit of an interstitial scene. And I only put that in there because uh, this is when Lorelai tells him that Christopher is in town. Because he's like, oh, I saw Rory with some guy this morning at my softball game. And Rory and Christopher walk in and sit down. His phone rings. And lo and behold, it's Emily, who, by the way, our script refers to Emily and Richard as grandma and grandpa for the rest of this episode. Uh, It's so jarring. I hate it. (laughs) They are not that warm and cuddly and accessible. No. I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, his own rings. It's Emily. She wants to speak to Lorelai, and Christopher hands over the phone to tell Lorelai that Christopher's parents, Stra- Strobe and Francine, are also in town. <laughs> and uh, I mean, those are money names, right, that's for sure. Right. And they are all free to join uh, the, the Gilmores for Friday night dinner. Can I just list things I hated about this scene? Please. Okay, great. Can't wait. <laughs> it's one thing when our girls of Gilmore use their phones against the rules in Luke's diner. They invest a lot of money there. Yep. Chris is an interloper. How dare he? Mm-hmm. Emily is pissing her pants. Like, shout out to Ducky. She is <laughs> squatting and piddling with excitement to suck up to Chris. It's gross. Yeah. And that's it. I guess I ran out of things. But I really hated those two things, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. I Yeah. I the only thing I liked about this setup was that I did appreciate seeing how much Christopher also uh, hates hanging out with his parents. I mean, for good reason. All these people's parents are a bit rotten, if you ask me. But sure, yes, <laughs> it was just nice to not have uh, Lorelai be the only one who's like, "Fuck, I have to go to Friday night dinner," you know. Yes, yes. I yeah, I agree with that. I I do wish Christopher had been like, Emily, like, I love spending time with you. I really want to catch up one on one. Like, you know what I mean? Like he could have used the fact yeah, she I mean, loves him so much to like suckle on up and not had his terrible parents come. Yeah, I mean that would have been fantastic. <laughs> but there's no For way sure. <laughs> there's no way you would but ever he's do that. Christopher. <laughs> yeah. And like to in in everyone's defense, there's no way to know that this is gonna go as bad as it goes. Like, I mean Sure, yes. Lorelai is like, oh, this is gonna be a terrible night. And she's right, but like, who would have thunk? Right. <laughs> right. Well, they say in the end, like, I feel 16 again. So I feel like maybe they all thought like it can't possibly be as bad as right. when, you know, we right. were literal teen pregnancies. And surprise, surprise, it sure is. <laughs> But yeah, Lorelai can't uh, make this not happen. So uh, we're going to go to the Gilmore Mansion on Friday night dinner. There's a nice little scene set up here as you looking at me. Stop looking no, at me. No, I'm, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm walking here. I'm not looking at you. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so there was a nice setup to Don't this make scene. eye contact. Don't make eye contact. As we pan down to like a classic Friday night dinner tableau, it's the backs of mm-hmm. Lorelai and Rory and Christopher's heads as they stand outside Emily and Richard's front door, like psyching themselves up to go inside. Yes. And I feel like this is, this is a, again, like a tableau that they do a couple times where we're outside Emily and Richard's house, like, on the precipice of entering. Yes. And they echo this setup a couple times in the episode where it's like Lorelai and Christopher in the foreground and like Rory behind mm. and between them. Like they do it again in the car. And I think mm. it's like a really nice way to set up like how she's trying to figure out 
how they can fit together yes. and what her parents deal is and totally yes and her like feeling this compulsion to like keep them together keep them happy mm, even if not yes. fully romantically just like you know keep them friends mm-hmm. So they enter the house. They let themselves in with Lorelai's key, which turns out to be the wrong decision because Emily can't even say hello to Rory before she is like yelling at Lorelai about, or she's astonished uh, at Lorelai for the fact that she let them themselves in. Yes. But I didn't wait for the footman. (laughs) I believe I said (laughs) Richard and Emily are praising Christopher. They're so happy to see him. You know, he looks good. He smells good. He's he's doing big business in the big city. And uh, the conversation sort of drifts around, but they end up talking about Christopher and Rory is like inherent musical prowess because at one point Emily tells Christopher like, Oh, Rory's got your musical talent. And Lorelai is like, excuse me. Neither of these people have any musical talent. I think they also, they, they rope Richard into it. Cause Richard's yes. like, I was a, uh, yeah. Big Chuck Berry, Berry man myself. To it, I did appreciate that. Laura's Lorelai is like, what? I never would have guessed. <laughs> yes. And then it, they bring up the fact that, Lorelai and Christopher put on a show for them when they were kids. They played Lucy and Schroeder from and sang Supper Time from Your Good Man Charlie Brown. Funny connection. (laughs) (laughs) Gabby Gabby and my uh, eighth grade play was Your Good Man Charlie Brown. Uh, She played Lucy and I played Snoopy. And we did have a couple numbers. So... It's, I mean, I have vivid memories of your rendition of Supper Time, so... I mean, it was a classic show, um, and I think it will probably be remembered for <laughs> centuries. I'm sure as well, yes. I think I, at the end I wrote, they, they referenced Zoe's star-making song, which is exactly <laughs> what it was. Made me a star. <laughs> I also appreciated... I can't remember if it's Lorelai or I think it must be Lorelai who references the Chuck Berry song, My Dingaling, which a certain someone who I live with has put on during our lovemaking before as a romantic song. So very familiar with My Dingaling. (laughs) This guy's uh, this this guy's um, musical prowess just keeps coming up. (laughs) Sorry. And the fact that he's a yeah, that he's a time traveler. Yes. Everything is like. 1920 through 1964. All right. I was going to say he's from the Dust Bowl, but that's fine. We won't hold mm-hmm, that against mm-hmm. him. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's, he's looking for an old fashioned shit. What are those called? Revival. Looking for an old fashioned revival. Oh, God. This is, I think, the only thing that I needed to say other than that was that this is where we find out that uh, Francine and Strobe haven't seen, well, Lorelai or Rory since before she was, before Rory was able to speak even. And I just, I got, I, I like to point out when I genuinely laugh at a joke in this show, like, not because it's not funny, but, you know, it's different to laugh out loud at something, as you yes, well know. a thousand percent. I do more I, just, like, satisfied gumming yes, rather than, like, same. And when I say loud. When I say laugh out loud, it's more like, you know, like, like it's one short... <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know? But it's something. It's there. To the side goose honk. Exactly. I scared the dog. <laughs> oh, Ducky, don't pee. It's fine. What was I saying? Oh my god. <laughs> um, I guess just the oh, so, so oh, I liked this joke, so I wanted to I wanted to read it. Um this yes. Lorelai's like, You remember Rory, you haven't seen her in quite a while. And Strobe says, No, we haven't. And Francine says, I think she was just beginning to speak in complete sentences. And Lorelai says, So not for two years then. 
then has to go on to be like, it is. It was a humorous collection of yeah. words known as a joke. So good. And no, of course, nobody laughs. Nobody, uh, yeah, uh, except for me. No. <laughs> I wrote this somewhere else, but like in this show, rich people are disgusting disgusted by the most low like chill humor like this is both this is nothing political this is nothing crass and Yet. they're like they're having that moment you know right before you puke when your mouth fills with saliva <laughs> yes and they're having that moment when she tries to make this so, joke so true they're like unbearably hot and their mouth is full of saliva just because she yes, made yes. little goof it's so funny to me that they're like one thing rich people are famous for is they don't laugh which i don't know any rich people but like i'm not sure they're that opposed to like a single joke they probably love dane cook yeah no exactly they have their own like rich people humor except for emily who doesn't (laughs) Mm -hmm. mostly humorless in my opinion people think she's funny anyways should we go so so after after Shrove and Francine are a little settled in, we've had this conversation about how they haven't seen Rory in forever. And Rory's very nervous. Like, she was asking what she should call them, and she didn't really get a satisfactory answer. So she's kind of, like, stumbling over her words a little bit. Um, we're talking about Christopher's big, big business. Now everyone's so proud. <laughs> yep. And they... And Emily, it is sweet to see Emily's, like, really, like, so proud of Rory and talking about how special and bright she is. And Richard agrees and is, like, tells Straub that she could give him a run for his money. And they all kind of, like, stare at Rory, waiting for her to, like, I guess, give an oration. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they want from her. And she, like, doesn't really say anything and gets, like, very shy. So it's, you know, it's kind of weird. And, I yeah, I think Straub is like, I'm not going to sweat this chicky or whatever yeah. and as you rightly pointed out Lorelai kind of like to undercut this uncomfortable rude moment is like I hate George Bush <laughs> so perfect it's so good it stuck with me through the years because I this is I one of the it. few times I can remember like mainstream TV they don't say anything about the Iraq war obviously or like 9-11 or anything but like the fact that they said that that was a time when people were like you have to respect the president no matter what because we're at war big time well, anyway we can go back to that later but yeah it really stuck with me no big time well my first thought was like because this came out in March of 2001 so my first thought was like oh this was right before 9-11 oh shit it was before 9-11 okay wow. right wasn't it I it was think about that nine it was 9-11 2001 right that was when it yeah happened. I so, didn't yeah. realize that was when this aired. Yeah, so this was March. So a few months earlier, the, the, we, a few months later, we wouldn't have gotten that line at all. <sighs> that is so interesting. Right? It, it's so, so funny that the language, the, wow, they're kind of prescient because the way that he is like, you can't speak that way about the president. I like, know. Like, people really weaponize that. I of, know. Like, you're disrespecting our troops if you're disrespecting roundhead over here roundhead small face i know i was because uh, i had the same thought process and i was like surely this this they wouldn't there's no way this could be post 9 11 there they wouldn't have said that because it would have had to been close and there's no way that they would have aired that after right right and i think i saw it in reruns so i was like these transgressive little right minxes. right because right, right. well i mean we were always on board for that obviously you and i in our pocket sure, of, of the course world. i right. mean we famously copied that thing from time magazine where you wrote know thy enemy and then we edited it to say know thine enemy to make it more grammatically correct and xeroxed it and taped it up all over the school okay baby that's called effective rebellion auntie gabby auntie gabby is just making you want to peel my human face off it's fine is your mouth filling with saliva? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, wait, before we get too distracted, so okay, okay, sorry. the way that ends is that, no, that's my fault. Strop, Strop starts haranguing Lorelai about every one of her decisions and accomplishments and basically cutting her down. She says he doesn't care how smart Uri is. He blames Lorelai for why Christopher is a disappointment. And Richard can't take it anymore. He comes to Lorelai and Rory's defense, especially Lorelai's, and demands Straub apologize. And they basically, like, almost physically fight. And the, the Straub and Francine are like, Francine are like, we're leaving. And Richard's like, no, I'm kicking you out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he specifically says, you owe my daughter an apology. I'm sorry. Richard specifically says, you owe my daughter yes. an apology, which Straub refuses to give. But I just thought that was important because... You know, because he's standing up for Lorelai in this moment, even though later he's going to expound upon that and and sort of take some of the power back from it, from this action. But at, yeah. at least here, he's not remaining neutral. <laughs> no, totally. And he and Emily, I mean, Emily is more like Richard, like, mm-hmm. take us into the dining room. Right. Like, Stum- yeah. yeah. And ski. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I really, I really appreciated that moment and hated how it was undercut later. But I got, I really hated this whole like Straub just picking and picking of like 16 is a dangerous age for a girl because oh your mom's God. a slut and you're a slut like her. And like she works a blue collar job at a hotel. He's making it sound like she works at a brothel, like cleaning up cum stains. <laughs> I know. It's so fucking rude and horror. Like I, I wish that this was a real person so I could find them and punish them. For real. No, for sure. I mean, it's smart of the show to, to, to use Christopher's parents as like an even worse version of Lorelai's parents. Mm, so we're yes. like, oh, like this is, it could be worse. It could be much, right, much right. worse. Uh, which is not to completely let Emily and Richard off the hook, which you know, you all know we won't do, but but still. No danger uh, of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So their family, so the, uh, the Hayden's approach to what happened between Christopher and Lorelai is that Lorelai, by having the baby, ruined Christopher's life. Yes. But I'm not really sure how, because didn't she run away? Was he with her? Like, what was Christopher doing? Where was he? Because I think we'll get more information okay. on that later. Okay. But I also I think they're being unreasonable. Like it's not like they were we know they didn't they yeah. didn't spend the rest of their time together. Right. So it's just like if if Christopher is so absent, he's not doing dad stuff. Like where is he? He could have gone to Princeton at any time. He hasn't been to Stars Hollow right. ever. Like yes. I don't really <laughs> No, there's plenty of space for him to have gone and done literally whatever. He's, he's not spending his time with his kid, so... I No, yeah, totally. They're just evil, horrible monsters. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I also, I liked there was a little runner... Again, I, I'm kind of pissed just because Christopher gets off the hook so easily with, like, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, even Emily and Richard are, like, you know so wet for him and later Richard is like he wanted to get married which is the right thing to do but whatever they have this little runner where Christopher is like getting nervous and like anxious about his parents coming and like is loosening his tie and the second his mom walks in she like tightens the tie for him and then whenever he starts like nervously like trying to loosen it she like says like Christopher your tie your tie yeah and it's just like a good subtle little thing that shows like picking 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 yes like he has it easy compared to Lorelai but still there's like this horrible nervousness and oppression that comes immediately with his parents absolutely yes and just powerlessness I mean because Christopher everyone in the room except I guess 
Francine can only talk about uh, Christopher's tie and Emily is <laughs> Emily sure. is frantically trying to smooth things over, which I do understand. I don't falter for that. I it, when you're in a situation like that, I'm sure it's hard to like <laughs> to not do that. But but everyone else in the room, so like Christopher, Lorelai, Rory, until uh, Lorelai asks her to go into the next room, um, because yes. everyone's being a real shithead in this room. Yes, um, is like, don't do this, Strobe. Like, don't say these things. Why are you doing this? Why are you bringing all this yes. up? Nobody can stop him, and he, nobody does stop him. He ends up leaving. <laughs> like, whoa. Yes. I mean, again, Richard does almost punch him. Like, he grabs his lapel yeah. in like a very physical way, where I was like. Someone is going to get hurt. Right. And I really hope it's Straub. And again, like such a weak reason to hate all these people. Like, again, did it ruin his life? Or that's not even the thing. The thing he's mad about is that uh, his son didn't go to Princeton. Like, there's still time. I don't know. Like, he could have still gone to Princeton. He didn't have to physically have a baby. Like, she did. Right. Right. (laughs) And this is your grandchild as much as Richard and Emily's. And you're being awful about her, too. Yeah, for real. Like, there's just no reason why you couldn't be chill about this. Yes. I'm, I'm also glad you reminded me of that moment because that gave me, like, a real feeling when, Gil, when, when Gilmore, mm, <laughs> when Lorelai, <laughs> so, like, almost casually, like, what you were saying about her good parenting, like, she's not upset or, like, like yep. or get out of here or, like, anything like that. She's just, like, very, like, you know, honey, like, yeah. firm firm knee tap like why don't you go in the other room and like Rory clearly knows what's happening but everything about the way Laura Light tells her to do that is like everything's okay everything's yep. gonna be fine like just go in the other room yes absolutely especially since like what's happening here is that Strobe is like I said uncontrollable like he's he's trying to take power of this room and Lorelai is reminding Rory that like he's not necessarily in control. Like she's okay. She is emotionally yes, level. Yes. Yes. So she can be responsible for Rory. Yes. And to Rory's credit, oh God, it must be so much work to be a mom. <laughs> so much work. I mean, it's a lot of work to be a dog mom. I can't imagine like a real, <laughs> a real living and breathing person that will talk. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> be able to tell everyone about all of your horrible mistakes. I mean, I think we say this all the time. I mean, at least I feel like I had pretty good parents and I'm still a fucking mess. So I can't even imagine what I would do to a child. Amen. Amen. Oh, I just thought it was interesting. It like not that it's like a ding on Rory at all, but I feel like this is the first time when Rory's like given the floor to like academically sparkle (laughs) and she doesn't. And again, it's totally fair. She's like nervous to meet these new people. There's like no prompt. It's just like be smart. But it's just interesting. I think we've seen that moment before in the show where she's like Like, I think we've seen her with, like, dumb homework stuff, but this really feels like a moment where her being this, like, gifted, bright, golden child is, like, put to the test, and Mm. she feels that failure, and Mm. it's, like, a big emotional failure for her. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, true. This is the first time she's, like, asked a direct, quote, smart girl, quote, end quote, question, sorry, baby, and can't answer. And, yeah, I mean, there was literally no prompt, like what was she supposed to do? Just like cough up a fact? Like, I don't understand. Right, right. Or be like, it's just terrible about Chechnya right. or whatever that thing that Bridget Jones always says is. But exactly. like, like, give me a, a, I, a clue. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. There's no way for her to win. I think it's just the first, like every other time she's stumbled, it's been a way for her to then like come back and prove to these people that she is the best. And here it's just like, yeah, no, these people like almost got in a fist fight and left after you right. were able to like dazzle them under this weird command. Totally. So we just see some like humanity vulnerability from Rory. Yeah. Yeah. I also, yeah, I think it's also nice when uh, Lorelai asks her to leave or suggests that she go into the next room because again like there's a lot of parentification in this show and there's a lot of Lorelai like un um healthfully leaning on Rory in ways that maybe she wouldn't if she were a single parent etc um so it's nice that in this scene we get to see her really treating Rory like like a child but I don't mean that in a negative way like she is yeah like taking the precautions that one would have to take for a child and that's just a nice reminder that Lorelai when it comes down to it is a good parent for the most part yes I totally agree. But after uh, Christopher's parents leave in a huff, everyone sort of disperses to their own corners and Lorelai goes to Richard's office where he is stewing. And she very eloquently thanks him for what he said to Straub and defended defending her and her choices to that man. And he kind of ruins it a little bit. He tells her that he defended her because the Gilmore name was being attacked and he won't stand for that. And, and so it's kind of like, yeah, I wasn't defending you personally. I was just defending the Gilmore name. And also he goes on to be like, to essentially say, you know, don't think that we're okay because I just defended you to this man. Like I'm still, you're still garbage, basically. Like, I'm still devastated yes. from all the things that you did to us and all the ways that you hurt us. And the fact that you didn't marry Christopher is still, like, a huge issue to these people. I found this so sad because I loved that moment where he said, like, just the words, Lorelai is really successful at what she does was, mm -hmm. like, like, a beautiful validation I don't think we've ever seen them give her before. And the fact that he, like, in my mind, basically totally undoes it is really, really sad. Me too. Because I, mean, I really didn't like that. That's what he's, he takes all the specificity out of it by being like, oh, I would have, I would have defended any member of my family. So like, you're just the same as any member of my family. It's like, she's not. Right. She's your actual daughter. In fact, your only daughter. <laughs> Right. Well, child. and it like undercuts it because he's like, if you think this means like anything you were reading out of that, like, I love you. I accept right. you. I respect you. Forget it. Forget it's it. It's not happening. You I'm, put us through hell. I'm still mad. I'm mad that you refused to marry Christopher at 17 and then you left because you couldn't handle the emotional consequences of our response to that decision. Like, how dare you? You should have stayed and let your mother shit on you every day of your life and for the next however many years until we decide it's okay for you to leave. Like, yes <laughs> okay and like nice for you that you get to have this optimistic view of christopher that you think like he would be like taking care of their family where like lorelei knows that right. he's like already fucked up this like big business venture or whatever exactly like if only you knew what you're asking you were and are asking me to tie my wagon to like it's not good yes <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not even what you think, like, the measliness you think I'm getting of, like, right. security or whatever. Exactly. No, totally. Yes, and... God, there's a line where he's like, you put us through hell. And Lorelai's like, we've all been through hell, which there's a couple moments where she's so generous. Like, she's really recognizing, like, I get that you went through hell. I went through hell. We all went through hell. And his response is like, I had to tell my friends and associates that you were knocked up. And it's like, that's not hell. That's embarrassment. Like, you, the next part about the emotional stuff with her and her parents, like, 
I'm not on their side, but at least it's something. But like yeah. the having to tell friends and colleagues, I was like, that's your lead. It, absolutely. Yes. Ugh. I also like, I think a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of the pro Emily, pro Richard, or at least Emily and Richard aren't so bad. I think one of the things that the, that camp brings up is like, well, Richard and Emily got hurt in this experience too, because Lorelai ran away. And like, that was a bad thing for her to do. I, maybe I'm wrong here. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. Right, what, I don't right. care what happened to Emily and Richard. Did they like have a baby by themselves at 17? then I don't care. Like, it's right. just not as important to me. <laughs> Figure it out. Right. And it would be, it would be different if we, it was like, I could see that they were hurt, but trying, but the hurt would come out and like they're humans and right. they'd be assholes. But it's like, no, they're always committed to being assholes in a very like intentional way. It's right. not happening because they like lose control. Yeah, exactly. And the, again, like the consequences of for Lorelai for staying in her parents' house and having the child are unthinkable. And the consequences for her marrying fucking Dingus over here just because she's <laughs> pregnant are also unthinkable. Yes. Like she did the also only, real bad. Also real bad. She did the only thing that that made freedom a possibility for her. And like, sorry yes. if you didn't like it, Dad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like whatever. Yes. Yes, and to add to that, at this moment, she's still getting zero credit for anything, and she is being so emotionally, like, empathetic and, Mm -hmm. like, mature. Yes. At the end, there's a thing where she says they've all been through hell, and then near the end, she says to her dad, like, I feel really sad for you that you have these feelings about it rather than being, like, pissed off or storming away. Like, she is able to be so emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. in this moment and people still see her as like so irrational beneath them when she's doing so much more oh my god yes 100 percent. she completely validates his experience uh everything he mentions she's like that must have been devastating what yeah i'm so sorry that you have these feelings whereas has he ever ever suggested that he Mm -mm. feels any of that for her absolutely not not even close Nope. When she says something about how everyone like fawns over Christopher, he says this to me was like almost the worst thing he said. He goes like, don't be a martyr, Lorelai. Like, it's (laughs) so nasty. Yeah, disgusting. Hate that. Ugh, don't tell me. Like, feel like maybe that angina should have taken him? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark. Emily finds Rory in the kitchen. She's sort of like sadly drinking like a soda or something. And she starts getting some leftovers out for her to eat. She assures her that none of the drama tonight meant anything. And she's trying to like sort of be like, your other grandpa's like a very smart man. He's active in the community. And then she sort of lets the facade drop and is like, (laughs) he's an ass. Mm -hmm. And that is like when Rory like actually perks up for the first time. And she reassures Rory that there have been a lot of mistakes made over the years, but she isn't one of them. And, like, no one considers her, like, one of the bad outcomes. Yeah. And, yeah, I really liked the scene between them. I thought it was really good acting on both sides. And I just, like, really felt Rory's thing of, like, I don't even want to bring it up. But, like, yeah. you know, obviously I'm the cause of all this. So, like, right. I'm trying to be as small and, like, not need anything as possible and, like, not make eye contact. And Emily does really effectively break into that and yeah. reassure her. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally willing to give Emily her laurels in this moment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, her her actions towards Rory are usually not what's on the chopping block. So she's usually pretty, like, nice to Rory and supportive to Rory. Yes. But yeah. especially in this moment, yes, I really appreciated how she does something very maternal. She likes, or 
yeah, I guess maternal. She yeah. like, takes Caring. leftovers. Yeah. Out, out of the nurturing. She takes leftovers out of the fridge and starts like making her a plate. Cause yeah, she looks at the soda that Rory's drinking and is like, that's not dinner. Yes. Yes. And she steps outside her Emily comfort zone to be like, he's an ass. Yes. And like, she does that because she can tell nothing else is reaching Rory and she wants to reach her and like yeah. get her out of this feeling of being like guilty and unwanted. Totally. Yes. No, this is a good scene for Emily. Um, well, it was nice while it lasted. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Let's go to Lorelai's room. Well, specifically Lorelai's room's balcony. Christopher. <laughs> that part's pretty nice that, of this abusive upbringing. That's a really nice balcony, especially if it's like completely private or whatever. Like nobody mm-hmm, can see. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Christopher follows Lorelai out onto her balcony. They start talking about their childhood out out on this balcony. Very concerned about the balcony. Um, and <laughs> Oh, because it's like the time specifically that they spent on this balcony, like doing things there and being, uh, yes. you know, because the, the adults can't see them. You know, like it's, it's hidden. It's a little secret. Mm-hmm. And Christopher refers to it as the, quote, spot of Rory's initial emanation yeah quote, which i did look up because i don't know what that word means and it's basically like origin like this is this is uh right like th- emanating from this yes but still it's 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 kind of a lot christopher <laughs> gross i was surprised laurel i didn't say something yeah. about like, the weird baroque way he phrased it absolutely i know especially since it's so close to the word insemination which i couldn't stop thinking <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a there's kind of a moment uh, the end of this scene is there's like a slow pan to Luke's, which he's, which first of all is shut down and everything's prepped and ready for painting. Yeah. And Aww. you can see that Lorelai has stood Luke up and he's like, you know, bummed because he didn't want to close the store to paint it to begin with. So it's a bummer that and she's he's a- like in love with Lorelai. That too. And he knows that Christopher's in town, so he's, like, putting the pieces together. Yes. While they're putting their pieces together. Exactly. (laughs) Because after we see that she's a no-show, that Lorelai's a no-show at Luke's, we're going to pan back to the balcony where Lorelai and Christopher are now heatedly making out and taking off clothes and, like, (laughs) disappearing below (laughs) the balcony wall. Yeah, I liked this scene. For me, this showed me the connection they had as, like, even non-romantic like friends as kids that would kind of explain why she has in my mind kind of unrealistically positive feelings about him yeah and i liked this this thread of like they would take her dad's telescope initially to try and find ufos Uh, and then eventually they transition from that to looking for naked people which does lead to a weird gag about mrs dominsky's undulating in her big fat (laughs) underalls which i I don't know if she's big and fat or if it's big underwear i think it's like another running thread of like the weird body stuff in the show i think it has to be that she that the woman herself is fat but it is really confusing because <laughs> yeah, how could the underalls like, be, descri- what are underalls also yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm assuming she's a type of underwear we, yeah i guess that would make sense undulating in her underalls okay that makes sense yes it's a brand of of maybe pantyhose mm. That makes sense. Undulating in her big fat pantyhose. <laughs> yeah, it's a pantyhose with built in something, something. I don't want to click the YouTube because I don't understand no, what don't will happen that. if I'm recording on Audacity and I click a YouTube, but. Yeah. Yes. I really liked, I like, I mean, I think that Christopher, like so many first husbands uh, or boyfriends, are 
she and he and Lorelai are really good friends and yeah but they are not very good partners <laughs> and he is not yes. a it's not that he's not a good dad but he's not there you can't be a good dad if you're not present like that's just part of it amen <laughs> you know yes yeah he's not like an abusive dad he's not right. richard but right. he's yeah he's just not there exactly yeah and he's just not there in a way that like no human woman should depend on him as a partner exactly and certainly not lorelei who like has already been through the trenches with him so true yes yeah also is it just me or does he look like my ex <laughs> am i basically like a celebrity am i more like gilmore <laughs> uh, christopher christopher yeah. The ex of, um, I'm trying to. My th- ex. I know. I'm trying to think about how to say his name without saying his name. Uh, uh, Wayne. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> yeah. I Guys, see it. I fucked Christopher from <laughs> Gilmore Girls. Basically. <laughs> yeah. We formed a, uh, a rock band at one point, I believe. That's so true. God, where are those pictures? That's a Facebook artifact that I would love to dig up at some point. For true. But Christopher, one thing Christopher does say in this scene is, you know, even if you hadn't gotten pregnant and everything had gone as yes. planned, I still never would have made it through Princeton. And Lorelai says, oh, I don't believe that, which is very nice. But I, I do at least, you know, after this whole shitty evening that has gone on, the least he can do is come out here and be like, it's not your fault I didn't go to Princeton. <laughs> it's like, okay, thank you. So true. <laughs> and also, I think, like, it's exactly what he says. Like, Lorelai is Lorelai because she believes in him and he's him because he knows. Yeah. Not even she believes in him. She's just, like, an encouraging person. Mm-hmm. But, like, I agree. I don't think he would have either. Right? And, like, that's not his thing. And that's okay. Like... You know, it, you don't have to be a good dad in order to be a dad. We found, you know, it's clear, it's easy to be one and not the other. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, that he's not necessarily a great dad. But again, you just have to show up. Like, that is the bare min. Sure, 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 sure. The only other thing I need to say about this scene is that when they first went out on the balcony, I was, I thought I was the next IMDb sleuth to the stars. <laughs> I was like, I've seen all the things that no one else sees. There's a cameraman right there, you idiots and then i was like oh no that's a poster that's like a boy band poster fool (laughs) so that was a short-lived pride well i'm glad that you could keep that dream alive for but a moment it was nice these are two quick little scenes so i kind of uh smushed them into one scene but there's two scene changes not that that really matters but the end or i mean sorry the beginning of this scene is post-coital sure uh lorelei and uh christopher they're like putting their clothes back on or whatever on the balcony and Lorelai is wigged um, because this is the last thing she thought would happen tonight. But she does admit because Christopher's like, I'm sorry that this happened because she's freaking out. And that prompts Lorelai to be like, it wasn't just you. Like, this is something that we both did. I was there too. So I just like that back and forth of like, it's not your, it, this wasn't your fault. It was our fault. Right. You know? It's the demon Jose Cuervo. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, I, and I also had another, like, <laughs> moment when she has this whole run about, like, how the first thing that she least expected was, like, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, <laughs> but this was, like, a close second. Yeah. And then the next scene is uh, the uh, 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 Lorelai, Christopher, and Rory in the car on the way home. This is where they, you mentioned, they set up the sort of Lorelai, Christopher in the front two seats and Rory small in the back between them. Yes, yes. And she's clearly like, I know you fuck. Yeah. And like, 
I love it. Doris. <laughs> yes. She's tra- hoping that there will be a parent trap. Yes. <laughs> and she asks, yeah, she asks where they were and they're both like, we were nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. And she's like, okay. And when they get home, Lorelai sort of grabs Rory aside and she just wants to check in, read tonight's family drama. She affirms that she and Christopher have made a variety of mistakes in their lives, but Rory definitely isn't one of them. Another good, sweet moment. I do like that that is sort of coming from every angle to Rory, at least. Like, it's obviously not coming. That energy isn't coming at Lorelai. God, I wish it was. That is, yeah. That is because that is the same thing that Emily says to her, like almost word for word. So Emily says to Rory, almost word for yes. word. So the next scene is the next morning. We sort of see Lorelai lying in bed and like waking up and remembering that she flaked on Luke, which again feels very relatable to me to have that like, yeah, <gasps> yes. wake up. She throws a coat over her. I love Lucy. <laughs> Lucy and Evelyn, the chocolate factory jammies. I didn't even clock that. There's very and rushes specific. over to Luke's. Yes, yes. And then he arrives to open the store and she apologizes a bunch and is like trying to say they should still yep. paint. I really liked her runner about how she's a rat. Yeah, me too. She's like, I'm a rat. It was a date and I stood you up and looks like it wasn't a date. It was just paint. And she's yeah. like, I'm a rat. I need cheese. <laughs> yeah, I really thought that was funny. Uh, That's cute. Luke asks her if it was an emergency and she starts to lie to him and is like, you know, you wouldn't believe it. I slipped and I broke my, you know what? I I wasn't an emergency. It was just me being right. a rat. But he kind of puts the pieces together and he's like, something came up and she says yes. And he's like, something, someone. And someone she, came up. All right. Right. And uh, they don't, you know, she doesn't, specifically say you know they don't uh say word for word what has happened but Lorelai does apologize for missing their paint date and for things getting messy (laughs) sure 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 yes yeah and I did I did think like I get it that I I would also be really pissed if someone stood me up like that with no nothing because their ex was in town or whatever but like she did run there in a tizzy in her jam jams so like Clearly, it wasn't that she was, like, casually, like, oh, fuck him. I'm not going to come. Right. I mean, this is Rory's dad. Like, I know he's kind of a a word, insert word here, instead of deadbeat, in case it has negative connotations. He's kind of absent. But, like, you still, I mean, especially since Lorelai's attitude towards him is like, well, I will continue to leave the door open for Christopher. And he can do whatever he wants with that privilege, I guess. Until he, like, proves that that he can't have access to that anymore. So I do kind of think that, like, yeah, you got to cut the girl a little bit of slack. And, like, right. You're also not dating. Like, I know that there's this unspoken thing between you. And and that's very much apparent for both of you. But still, like, the rules just aren't clear. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I could see being, like, this is a friendship you know, foul because like you yeah. abandoned me. Totally, but totally. I and this is kind of it's similar to what you just said, but even beyond like the fact that it's she could just be honest about what happened about like them hooking up or whatever. But all, and maybe you said this in your note, but also like dinner was a shit show. Yeah, like you could just be like, I had an awful. Right. You know, the Friday night dinners are always awful. This one was really awful. Like my parents were awful. His parents were awful. Like I was in an emotional state, and I just like 
passed out when we got home. Right. Yeah. And like the definitely the understanding between the two of them is that she and Christopher slept together or like had some sort of event, like intimate thing. Frottage is what you're saying. Yes, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yes. Of course you are. Um, uh, uh, but like, I, this is what I was trying to kind of saying in my note here. It's like, I don't know that I would have necessarily felt the need to tell Luke that I slept with Christopher. Not that she does, but it's sort of understood. Or I thought it was supposed to be. Well, it seems like, it seems like that's the choice is like telling right. you fucked Christopher or make up a lie. And it's like, well, there's a, like, and I get, I think this is what you said in your note, but like you could just omit that part and be like, it was a crazy night. Right. Family drama. And that's very true. Right. Cause like the drama or the trauma, the trauma and the drama between her and Christopher <laughs> is, yeah. is, has already happened slash is permanently extant. Like it's never going to go away. I mean, they probably shouldn't bone, but like, again, it's not like she and Luke are dating. I don't feel like she has necessarily what's the, like a, um, like an obligation to him. Thank you. Yes. I don't think she has an obligation to Luke to necessarily disclose that she was with Christopher in an intimate way. Yeah, she should have told him about dinner. Yeah. Tell me about dinner. You know, there were just so many other options. But I also agree that this is TV. <laughs> and what I just said is, sure. would have been bad TV. So. Uh, well, maybe less dramatic. I would have enjoyed it more because I just want to sure. watch people do the right thing all the time and be right. <laughs> Yay. That's we, just me. We love being right. But speaking of people not being right, please let's go to the next scene because I have so fucking much to say about this whole interaction. Let's let's get into it. Lorelai returns uh, to the house and Christopher is in the kitchen. He offers her coffee and she refuses, which he points out is not a good sign. Yes. Um, Lorelai starts to recount the events of last night. She's like got this very frenetic nervous energy yes because he's like i did also kind of feel like they were catching the audience up too which yes, is funny of course yeah she has this nervous frenetic energy uh so she just starts like yeah recounting the events of last night to christopher and he interrupts the freak out to propose marriage mm-hmm. <laughs> and lorelei is horrified she says that they can't get married they barely know each other Christopher's response to this is that they can get married and then get to know each other because he's an open book. Ask him anything, anything at all. And Lorelai is like, how's your, how's baby's big business going in, in sunny San Antonio, <laughs> wherever the fuck it is. And he can't lie. And he has to say like, I would, I was going to tell you if it didn't pick up, like clearly is lying. There is no big yes. business. And he's lying just Or at least too. there was a big business that has now fizzled out. Right. Immediately. Exactly. And Lorelai berates him for not saying anything during the arguing at dinner last night with his parents, which I did appreciate. Yes. Fuck thank you. God. Yeah. And Christopher's like not letting it go, not letting this proposal thing go. He calls Lorelai <laughs> his elusive soulmate and claims that it hurts too much to see he claims that it hurts too much to see Rory in short periods. So he stays away and Lorelai, the scene basically ends with Lorelai being like, don't do that. Don't stay away. Rory needs her dad. And that's kind of the end of it. (laughs) This fucking guy. I can't, I cannot with this guy. This is wild, dude. I mean, like the pivot where she's freaking out and she's like, Cause she's also talking about like, I fucked over a friend and I feel like shit, like it's not Mm -hmm. your fault. But like, I'm, I think the way she puts it is, um, in this parade of stupid and dumb, I'm the one twirling the flaming baton. And he's like, 
marry me. And she's like, and the hits just keep on coming. Like <laughs> shocked, almost laughing, almost crying. And she says that like really good acting moment. Oh, but so like, good. it's just clearly like, she doesn't fucking need this. My dude. The and last like thing she needs. She knows it's not serious because you cannot, she says like, wake up with the same person every day and like be there and be present. Like, no, you also don't only drop in to see the person that you ostensibly want to marry uh, once every 16 years. Like, that's just not... Yes. Unless, again, like, unless she unless she and Rory are going to visit him in California, which, I mean, I guess could be possible, but seems unlikely it, it, that Lorelai would go too. It seems like they would probably just send Rory. Then, like, and then he's been in town for 48 hours, if that... Yes. Girl. And I think the part that's extra cruel is she, d- I mean, in a way where she's mature and realistic about it, she does have that, like, lingering, like, first love and, yeah. like, yeah, life would be easier if, like, my, you know, like, my other parent could be that person. I have this feeling, so it's, like, extra painful because there's a part of her that, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if, like, wants to marry him, but, like, it's not totally, like, I would never do that. He's, yeah. like, torturing that part of her that does love him. I mean, she would have had to give it very serious thought when they were teenagers for her to be like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. So she's definitely considered it. And yeah, like everybody else except her seems to want it to happen. Like her to marry Christopher. How easy would it be to just fucking do it? Make everybody happy. Including him. Including him, ostensibly. Again, I don't think that would actually make either of them happy. But people have weird ideas about marriage in the show. (laughs) Truly. <laughs> they really do. Also, just being of people having weird ideas about things. Um, when she says, like, honey, you can't even buy buy a book without having your credit card declined. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not ready to be a family man slash responsible, as you claim. And he says, I told Rory not to rat me out. <laughs> I can't believe she did that. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, truly? Like, she's old. She's old enough that this is not, like, a... a setting a standard from birth but like don't train your kids to keep secrets from their parent like that's very bad like like a number one rule of being divorced with Mm -hmm, a kid mm -hmm. it's not okay to talk to say bad things about the other partner in front of your kid and it's not okay to ask them to lie to their uh, to your other partner it just that is a a recipe for resentment and you're gonna ruin everything Yes, yes. And when Lorelai very rightly says, um, and also, P.S., what are you doing telling my daughter to lie to me anyway? Like, this point, he says, he doesn't address that at all. He just says, she's my daughter, too. This drove me crazy. This drove me crazy. I was almost punched the TV. I'll never recover. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was almost Richard in his Fred Mertz moment with the, like, boxing gloves and the old-timey sweatshirt (laughs) with this guy. Exactly. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe he said that disgusting man and, and then, he has this other thing about how he wants to like get married so she's like we barely know each other as you said and he's like let's get let's get married to get to know each other and very rightly she's like that's very fiddler of the on the roof of you but i don't want like a semi-arranged marriage right. where we just like figure it out post-nuptial yeah like the time for getting to know each other i think has passed <laughs> at least for lorelei it has definitely passed <laughs> Yeah, so also Lorelai's just in a very different place. Like, Lorelai actually has her shit together, and you're pretending to have your shit together. 
Yeah. I also, clout. I also got really enraged at this whole thing of like, it hurts too much to see Rory. So I stay away. Fuck you. Um, that's, I'm sorry. That's actually not acceptable. <laughs> like, oh, you could, you be nope. a worse father. That sucks, dude. Oh, <laughs> shout out to, um, Chandler. Oh yeah. Fuck, what's his name? Matthew Perry. Yeah. Could you be any worse of a father? Absolutely. Yeah. Though, and the way he gets that is like, Rory might be my only child. I know. At that point, I was like, bro, like, wrong tree. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Truly. Truly. Your sperm is going to be swimming five ever, as Lorelai points out. Like, the Thank actor you. from The Odd Couple. Like, you Thank can do you. it all. Yes. And then that's when he's like, ways yes, into like... Well, I guess I can't see Rory because, like, when I see her, I realize how much it hurts. So I guess I have to stay away forever if you won't marry me today. Boo-hoo. The man is so sad. I can't. (laughs) Also, that was terrifying. (laughs) Let's take that show on the road. Let that haunt your every waking moment. (laughs) (laughs) Slash put it on a loop for a very specific person's spank bang. (laughs) The butterflies. butterflies. (laughs) Just give it so many dimensions on the Zoom call. (laughs) Oh, golly. Oh, my God. All right. Have we said all that needs to be said about that scene to the best of our ability? I mean, never, but yeah. I'm ready to move on. Okay, okay. Perfection. So Christopher's loading up the old BC clet to head back to California. I guess he's going to drive guess. across the literal entire country. <laughs> on a motorcycle? That That's going to take him like eight days. <laughs> Whatever. Like doable, but the kind of thing that people like prep for and right. like have blogs yeah, about. For but sure. Okay. Yeah. Chris prom- Christopher promises to call when he gets home. He hugs Rory and whispers something in her ear and... It, the, the camera movement on this I did find interesting. Like, the camera's on them, and then it, like, follows Rory over to Lorelai, and she whispers something to Lorelai, and we don't really hear what either person says, but, like, we obviously know. Mm-hmm. And, or I think she says, maybe we hear her say, like, yeah. you know, he asks you to reconsider. And then well, Lorelai whispers something back to Rory, and Rory is like, yeah, she says, nope, offspring sucks and Metallica rules. Um, which I did think was funny. And then as he leaves, like, Rory and, and Lorelai kind of have a back and forth about her saying no to Christopher, asking her to marry him. But, you know, it doesn't, it's not like a big, it doesn't end on a fight. It's just yeah. a sort of like a, a tip. Push not and even ball. a tiff. Yeah. Yeah, I hate this. This sucks. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> this is the worst thing Lorelai does in this episode. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe not ever with Rory, but like it's up there so far just because it is so, so perfect an example of them literally using their daughter as a go-between. Literally, physically in the yes. moment. Um, and yes. I, I know it's, <sighs> in Lorelai's defense, she doesn't start it. He starts it, mm-hmm. but like as far as visual, physical representations of a parenting whoopsie go, like this is pretty spot on on the nose. Right. Yeah. I, a part of me is like, I don't, I'm not sure what else she could have done in that moment besides be like, fuck you, Christopher. Like, don't do this to our daughter. You know what I mean? Like, she pivots it to be like, nope. And I'm going to make this about like our earlier argument about offspring and Metallica. Like, she, yeah. She it, at least like takes it away from that conversation and in, in the message that she gives to Laurel to worry, to repeat. No, and I agree with that. I agree. And he like totally sprung it on her, this whole back yes. and forth. So I, I don't yes. fault her for maybe not knowing what to do or, yeah, not feeling like she had enough agency in that moment to be like, to ask. In a perfect world, she would have just answered Christopher 
like instead of making Rory say it, like Rory sure, would have sure, come sure, over, sure, sure. whispered the thing to her, and and Lorelai would have said it directly to Christopher. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yes, and you get the vibe that Lorelai's like, this is our cute way of communicating, right? And I again, it's a show. It's a lovely little TV comedy show, but like again, sure, 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 sure. This is specifically something that is uh, an issue in many divorced parent relationships, but especially mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yes, I totally see that. I think part of it, too, was that Lorelai looked really cute in the scene, so I was just letting it's, her get away with murder. It's cute, and, like, it doesn't... They don't play it off as the worst thing ever, so of course. It's not supposed yeah. to be bad at all. It's supposed to be cute and, like, sweet, but it just made my skin crawl. <laughs> yes. I, I think I just love Lorelai in, like, a ponytail and, like, a casual hoodie and jean yeah. jacket. It just makes me feel, like, connected to her, so... Home. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, am I making this up? I have a memory that he, that Christopher gets her the book after all. Did I make that? Maybe that happens in a future episode. Maybe. Okay, maybe. I think that might happen in a future future episode because I have such a clear mental image of her handing her that big ass, of him handing her that big ass book. It's very possible. I I do recall there being more about this dictionary at some point. So maybe those two things are connected. signs of a piping hot show there is multiple (laughs) ongoing dictionary (laughs) storylines and there is one little remaining scene of the tail end where luke is opening the diner and laurel and uh, when he does open the door he sees that lorelei has painted the entire diner all on her own and she's there and she's like look look at what i did i did it for you yeah, speaking of fumes i think she's got some like giddy paint fumes going on a little bit a little bit and she tells uh, Luke that Christopher is gone because Luke inquires about Christopher. They're starting to open the diner. They're taking uh, chairs off of the tables. Luke asks where the man is and uh, Lorelai is like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry your pretty little head yeah, about that. Like, doesn't make a big deal out of it. She's like, eh, I sort of knew that that was going to happen. And yeah, then they have, so he's sort of like a little bit soothed by that, but it's not too much pandering, which I appreciated. Like she's just sort of Mm -hmm. like low key telling him that, you know, everything's good. They don't have to make a huge deal about it. And then uh, the scene ends with Lorelai being like, okay, can I make one more decorating suggestion? And Luke says no. And she doesn't listen to him. And she she suggests curtains. (laughs) And he says no again. And she says manly curtains. And he says, oxymoron. <laughs> and she says, what did you call me? But They're having a good time. I like this. I like this act of service as a way to be like, we don't have to have a whole back and forth where I beg for your forgiveness. Like, I'm just going to come in and do the thing. Like, yeah. outside of a TV show, maybe too bold, but I like it in this context. I mean, it's funny that you say, yeah, it's literally acts of service. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's really lovely. I wasn't expecting that for some reason like you know when you're watching a show like this sometimes you can telegraph like what the next move is gonna be sure 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 sure. yes but i didn't see this coming and and i really i really liked it it was very sweet and it was a nice like effort for her to make when she had um sort of bought been a rat been a rat exactly yeah yeah no i agree good episode i liked it and yeah, I think that that's pretty much the end of season one, episode 15, Christopher Returns. Um, did we get through all of your fun facts in here? I sure hope so. I don't know. I also feel like my Gilmore Guide to Life entry is that near the end when Lorelai says that like uh, Christopher needs to like bake more in order to like take care of them because they're a handful. Like, mm-hmm. 
I don't I can't boil that down to a life lesson, but like I don't like that. Ew. Yeah. That's my life lesson. Yeah. I think it's very bold for people to suggest that you get back with an ex, even if you have a child with that ex. I don't know. It's like there's a reason that they're not together, especially if you yes. if you like know the person and, and that person is not like, oh, we were deeply in love, but I had to study abroad, you know, like some bullshit thing like that, where it's like we couldn't be together. But I would all I always wondered. Like, right. That's right. not the case. Lorelai is like the door is open and has been for 16 years. Yes, yes, I, that is a very good life lesson. My fun fact, just really quickly, is uh, Dean is like such a weird presence in this episode. Like he's only there as a softball lesbian, but <laughs> uh, in an earlier episode, he reassured Lorelai he didn't have a motorcycle, and it's revealed in this episode he has a motorcycle. So oh, he's a liar. Sounds like a liar and a cheat. <laughs> Sounds like a bad, bad man. Well, I think we know who your who would you do is going to be for this episode. <laughs> I mean, been there, done that. I also might have picked him last time, like, with the motorcycle Oh, yeah, on, you did. Okay, okay. Been there, done. Do you know who you're going to do? I can't remember if I picked Lorelai already, but I really liked her casual get-up at the end. I can't remember either. We're going to have to figure out another system for the next season. Maybe we'll do, like, half a season and then reset it in the middle or something. I mean, we're not doing I'll just do a better job of, like, recording it somehow. True. Because I just have no memory of who I've picked. Yeah. Oh, gosh, this is hard. I don't know if I've picked... Whatever, I'll pick Christopher. I didn't pick him last time, and he is hot. And so, yeah, he's hot. I don't want him to talk at all. (laughs) But physically, yeah, I'm down. Nice. Would you do it on the motorcycle? I mean, he's going to have to get really creative to be able to balance me on a motorcycle. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's really up to him. <laughs> How, it, how's your upper body Dealer's strength? <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> do you have some bath and body quirks for us? Oh, well, I mean, I do. Um, uh, yeah. Are you someone who's looking for something to send direct to your estranged dad's office this Christmas? Why not get him de abandonment top notes of <laughs> motorcycle oil and bitter disappointment with just a splash of pending suspiciously young stepmother i just get a vibe <laughs> Ooh, we all know i remember nothing but i feel like you might be right mm, i usually am just kidding <laughs> okay it's barely worth like i feel like it's not worth asking in this first season but i just bring up the is Roy the villain yes no question just because we saw her stumble through no fault of her own, we saw a little wobble on that pedestal today. Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth continuing to ask the question, uh, even though so far our answer has been no. But it might be interesting to see how that might change in the upcoming season. So, Right. And it's good data. We can't not have the data because she's not a villain. We need, need to we be able to look back data. and be like, so many episodes, she was not a villain. Exactly. Our episode for next week is going to be season one, episode 16, Star-Crossed Lovers and Other Strangers. Emily agrees to let Rory miss the weekly dinner so she, so the teen can celebrate her three-month <laughs> her three month anniversary, her three-month anniversary with Dean. Luke's former Look girlfriend, Luke's former girlfriend, guest star Lisa Ann Hadley, visits the diner. Elsewhere, the townsfolk, the townsfolk prepare for a festival <laughs> that celebrates the founding of Star's hollow 
I think this one's going to be a banger. I think this is on our original list of like episodes to oh, watch. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. We can't wait to get into that uh, anon. In the meantime, thank you to, first of all, all of you listeners and all of our patrons. We really appreciate you. Um, thank you to the creator of our theme music, Laurel Wreath of Victors on creativecommons.wikimedia.org. <laughs> Oh my god, it'd be so amazing <laughs> if you would follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BoobTube Forever. We're also on Patreon.com slash BoobTube. And that's it. We'll see you in TV land. That's tit. <laughs> okay.